Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, August 9th. Another day in paradise. This was a strange day. You probably all read about it. Former President Donald Trump's legal problems continue to mount as he hits the midterm campaign trail and weighs a big political announcement of his own. The FBI executed a search warrant at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort as part of a probe into the potential mishandling of presidential documents that may have been brought there, including classified documents. That's according to three sources familiar with the situation. I just want to remind everyone, it's a federal crime to wrongly remove classified documents. And this step shows that there is a significant escalation in this particular investigation into Trump. Now, I say this particular investigation because, as you'll hear, there are a whole bunch of intensifying investigations swirling around Donald Trump. But this search and seizure of documents seems to be tailored to a an investigation that was kind of triggered by the National Archives flagging to the Department of Justice that some of the returned documents from Mar-a-Lago earlier this year contain classified information. That's what sort of triggered the, hey, you should know about this from the National Archives to DOJ. And clearly, DOJ did not feel it was getting the level of cooperation it was requesting from Trump and his team. Otherwise, this search and seizure of documents wouldn't be necessary. Here's former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe describing that in no way would the FBI or DOJ take an action like this lightly. This is something that would have been planned out uh, and reevaluated and uh, legally examined from every possible angle by the entirety of the leadership structure of both organizations. Now, of course, not only did law enforcement agencies come to the conclusion that this search and seizure of documents was necessary, but a federal judge had to sign off on the search warrant agreeing with the prosecutors, that there was probable cause of a crime that was committed. By the way, it was actually Donald Trump who really was the first to confirm a report that federal agents had indeed been at his Mar-a-Lago home. His son expressed the same on Fox News last night, saying that the former president had been working with investigators for months on the potential mishandling of presidential documents. In fact, the lawyer uh, that's been working on this was totally shocked. He goes, I had such an amazing relationship with these people. And all of a sudden, on no notice, they sent, you know, 20 cars and, and 30 agents. This is just more political persecution of Donald J. Trump. Trump's attorney said the former president has been cooperative with the FBI and DOJ. A spokesperson for Trump says he followed the law with regards to the handling of the documents. Let's break down what we know and what we don't know. What we know. Another source familiar with the situation says boxes were taken from Trump's offices and personal quarters at the Mar-a-Lago Club on Monday. What we don't know is what's in those boxes and if it's what the FBI was looking for, because neither the FBI nor DOJ have spoken publicly about it. 
So here's the timeline of events that is important to understand and follow here. We know that the National Archives has previously stated that at least 15 boxes of White House records were recovered from Mar-a-Lago back in January in a prearranged deal with Trump and his legal team, and as I mentioned earlier, including some documents that were classified. Here's what Stephanie Grisham, former Trump White House aide, had to say about it last night on CNN. We were not a White House that followed the rules, and I will tell you that handling classified information was not something that was really pressed upon us on a daily basis or weekly or monthly. The agency has revealed that some of those recovered documents had been torn up by former President Trump. FBI investigators interviewed Trump aides in April and May as a part of this probe. That is according to a source familiar with the matter who told that to CNN. And June rolls around, and a source who was present told CNN that FBI investigators visited Mar-a-Lago. They briefly see Trump, but he wasn't really participating in the meeting. It was to meet with Trump lawyers and see where the documents are stored. They sent a letter days after the visit saying Trump needed to further secure the room where the documents were being housed. So Trump aides added a padlock. Now, the timing of this move from DOJ and the FBI is worth paying attention to. We are 90 days out from a midterm election. The Department of Justice gets a little concerned and skittish about taking any very public actions dealing with political figures inside of a few months of Election Day. They don't want to have any kind of ability to impact the outcome of the election due to an ongoing investigation. This also comes as Donald Trump is very much considering and flirting publicly with making an announcement that he's running again for president in 2024. He is sort of publicly musing about whether or not he should announce that before the midterms or after the midterms, but that is clearly on his mind. In fact, Lindsey Graham, the Republican senator from South Carolina, today told reporters he spoke to Trump twice today. I know doing this 90 days before an election reeks of politics. The one thing I can tell you is that I believed he was going to run before. I'm stronger in my belief now. He thinks the events of yesterday are actually strengthening Trump's desire to get into another presidential race. For Trump's part, he is utilizing this moment to rally his political base of supporters. He put out a lengthy statement in confirming the FBI action yesterday, and it was all portraying himself as a victim being persecuted by an overbearing state. There's not a single shred of evidence to indicate that any of those allegations are true on Trump's part, but it does show you in the short term, he sees this as a political win. In the immediate term, he can juice energy among his supporters. It's why he sent out this video on his Trump Truth Social platform. We're a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. And so, like all things, when there's like a big development that shows Donald Trump is potentially in trouble. And again, like I said, this is just one probe. He also has an ongoing DOJ grand jury investigation into the fake elector scheme and his actions around January 6th. He's got the January 6th Select Committee on the Hill continuing to put out public information about everything they've learned about his actions that day, mostly from sources who were loyal to him. 
you've got that Georgia probe, you've got the New York probe with the attorney general there into some of his business practices at Trump Org. So there are several intensifying investigations into Donald Trump. And so you look to say, okay, here's a big development in one. How are Republicans reacting? And what we find today is that obviously Donald Trump is still very much feared and courted inside the Republican Party. And and yes, there are nuances here. There are some Republicans who are simply demanding that Merrick Garland or the FBI be upfront about why they went in and explain that to the American people. But then there are other Republicans like Josh Hawley who are demanding today for Merrick Garland to be impeached, for FBI Director Chris Wray to be removed, to ingratiate himself with that loyal Trump base for his own benefit and his own political future. So continue to watch how Republicans are reacting to this, because I think it tells us the power that Donald Trump still does have inside the party. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.